Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're discussing Uber and Lyft drivers on strike, and why using a credit card is safer than swiping your debit. But first, as you probably know, the Mueller report was turned over to the Attorney General, William Barr, late last week. Bard then told Congress on Sunday that he and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein had concluded that the evidence Robert Mueller developed during his special counsel investigation, quote, is not sufficient to establish that President Donald Trump committed obstruction of justice. This has exploded with calls for Barr to testify from Democrats, pushes for a potential subpoena for the report itself, and full exoneration claims from overjoyed Republicans. But there's something you may not know. What Barr's letter doesn't mention is that less than a year ago, he'd criticized Mueller's focus on obstruction of justice in an unsolicited 19-page memo to Justice Department officials. This was before he was sworn in as attorney general last month. Barr's June 2018 memo to his now subordinates, Rosenstein and Steve Engel, the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel, makes clear the attorney general has a very narrow view of what counts as obstruction. Barr wrote in the 2018 memo, quote, Mueller's core premise that the president acts corruptly if he attempts to influence a proceeding in which his own conduct is being scrutinized is untenable, unquote. Barr said that the president would not be transgressing any legal limitation if he exercised his, quote, supervisory authority over cases dealing with his own interests. Barr argued, quote, it may be in some cases politically unwise, but it's not a crime, unquote. Barr continued, quote, the practical implications of Mueller's approach, especially in light of its shapeless concept of obstruction, are astounding, unquote. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler has called out Barr's history of criticizing the Mueller probe and said in reference to Barr's obstruction call that the country, quote, cannot simply rely on what may be a hasty partisan interpretation of the facts, unquote. And drivers are putting their foot down when it comes to ride-hailing wages. Drivers for companies Uber and Lyft went on strike in Los Angeles on Monday, demanding higher pay. After Uber cut its drivers' pay by about 25% earlier this month, members of the driver-led group Rideshare Drivers United decided to strike for 25 hours, from midnight Monday through 1 a.m. Tuesday, to demand that their previous pay be reinstated and to ask for a minimum hourly wage. The Los Angeles Times reported that earlier this month, Uber cut the per-mile rate for drivers in L.A. and parts of Orange County from 80 cents to 60 cents per mile. While the exact number of drivers that participated in the strike on Monday is unclear, there are about 3,000 members in Rideshare Drivers United's L.A.-based group. As part of the strike, the group asked drivers to turn off their apps on Monday and for riders not to use Uber or Lyft services all day. There were also dozens of people picketing in Redondo Beach on Monday, carrying signs reading, Restore Our Dignity, Restore 25%. While the strike ended today, it's only the first of several actions to come, one organizer said. With Firefest documentaries, the college admissions scandals, and the Elizabeth Holmes of it all, 2019 seems to be the year of scammers. But scammers aren't always coming up with a House of Cards business plan or allegedly paying millions for their child to go to college. Sometimes they just defraud your debit card. 
With this in mind, we wanted to highlight why it's best to use a credit card over debit and the places you're most likely to get scammed. First of all, when you use a debit card, you are more exposed to financial loss than you are with a credit card, said Jason Glassberg, co-founder of Cassaba Security, a company that major retailers, financials, and other Fortune 500s have hired to conduct hacking tests and security reviews. Fraud protection for credit card purchases is much better. According to federal law, the most any credit card holder will be liable for in the event of fraudulent purchases is $50. On the other hand, you must notify your bank of a compromised debit card within two business days to limit your liability to only $50. If you notify the bank after two days but before 60 days, you could be liable for up to $500 in fraudulent charges. And if you don't realize there's a problem until much later, you could be liable for all charges that occurred up to the date you informed your bank of the issue. Plus, when you pay with a debit card, the cash is withdrawn directly from your bank account. If a hacker or a thief gets a hold of your card number and goes on a shopping spree, the banks will probably cover your losses eventually, but it will take them days, maybe even weeks to process the case and refund your account, Glassberg said. That all said, it might not be realistic for everyone to spend exclusively on a credit card or with cash. So if you do use your debit card every now and then, avoid these places that are especially risky to swipe. First up, gas stations. Moving up from skimmers for swiping cards, criminals at gas stations can now use shimmers to take the details off those fancy new chip cards. Second, restaurants and bars are also places it's best to use credit cards over debit cards. You often have your card go out of sight for several minutes, in which an untrustworthy server or outside hacker could get your card details. Next, non-bank and outdoor ATMs and self-checkout kiosks like parking pay stations can all easily be tampered with, raising the risk of fraud. And finally, online. Cyber criminals can hack retailers' websites directly or hack the third-party service it uses to process online transactions. Though it's not possible to protect yourself 100% against online shopping fraud, using a credit card can help mitigate the risks. It's also a good idea to only shop on sites that have an HTTPS in the URL. The S indicates it's a secured site. Also, avoid using public Wi-Fi and install antivirus software on your computer. So now you know the places to swipe your credit card over debit. Say swiping, or I guess we insert now. And here's what else you shouldn't be sleeping on. Michael Avenatti, the attorney best known for representing porn star Stormy Daniels, was arrested Monday by federal law enforcement officials on charges stemming from two separate cases in Los Angeles and New York. Federal prosecutors in Los Angeles say Avenatti embezzled the client's money in order to pay his own expenses and debts, as well as defrauding a bank by using fake tax returns. He faces two felony counts of wire fraud and bank fraud. Meanwhile, federal prosecutors in New York say Avenatti attempted to extort $20 million out of Nike by threatening to release damaging information about the company if it did not meet his demands. For more about how these stories develop, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you've really got to get up. Bye!